to resituate myself because I decided to lay on my bed Ooh, and record this way. I know. <laughs> we should have recorded 365 like that. Right? Seriously. No, my back <laughs> is like shot and to sit up is just not. Is this from when you fell down the stairs or is this a separate, <laughs> a separate back incident? <laughs> I think it's both. I think it's both. I think it's just like the daily stress of standing up. <laughs> yes. Or sitting down for that matter. <laughs> That's true. But, That's not good for your back either. No. So I'm like, I am going to lay on my stomach, have a nice little setup here, and hopefully I can uh, make it through. Can I say that I? this is the first time all week that I feel relaxed? And it, part of it is just because it's Friday and right. I don't have to go back to work for two days. But I just I've been like tense all week and now it just feels good to sit down and talk about a shitty movie and just kind of mm-hmm. let that tension out because yeah. it's been building. So I feel good. Yeah. And I've been waiting to talk about this. Yes. Like I made us do this movie because I needed to discuss it with somebody. And who better than you? <laughs> Honestly, nobody. There's nobody <laughs> better than me. Nobody cares enough. Exactly. This is I Hate It. Let's Watch It. I'm Lisa. I'm Dawn. And we're talking about Good Neighbors. Good Neighbors. A good old Canadian film. Yes, this film felt very Canadian to me. Yes, I'm pretty I don't sure. know why. It just had a Canadian vibe. It did, right? I believe all the actors are from Canada, actually. Emily Hampshire is. I know she is because Shit's Creek. Right. <laughs> Jay, what's his face? I, I never know how to say his last name, but the one who played Vince. Mm-hmm. He's Canadian. And I don't know if Scott Speedman is Canadian, but if he was, it would be a good trifecta, I guess. Yeah, that would have been like a good thing to uh, verify before we started talking about how the whole cast was Canadian. <laughs> well, I assume also that like a lot of the secondary cast are Canadian. Like, I would too. It makes there wasn't yeah, I, I, and it was filmed in Canada, so uh, you would think you know if they were trying to cast minor roles, they would just kind of do right. local, localized casting calls. Oh my God, Scott Speedman was born in England. <gasps> Scottish parents. <laughs> He grew up in Toronto. Okay. I was just going to say, like, British Columbia? <laughs> what? Okay, that was a lot of information right away. I had no idea. I did not... Yeah, no. No clue. Okay, well, I'm glad that we settled that. Oh, thank God. So, yes. Since you really wanted to talk about this movie, I will let you guide the conversation. Where would you like to start? Oh, um... I'm legit reading my notes, and I'm like, do we start there? Uh, I have in my notes that I would not trust the cats to just roam by themselves oh okay let's start with the cats dawn because no because you know, listen no you know i could talk forever about cats and yes, I, I have know. i have like hardcore opinions about uh how cats were treated in this movie <laughs> well okay so stupid me recommends this movie after seeing it and knowing exactly what happens and i still tell lisa to watch it mm. but i think if it was any worse, I would have not even brought it up to you. But yeah, these cats are like, first of all, they're super cute. They were very beautiful cats. Yes, like they shouldn't be outside. No. And and you know what? We can debate this for a long time because I know there is a contingent of people who own cats who believe that it is cruel to keep them inside. That cats want to be outside 
and they should be allowed to roam free because it's in their nature and they can handle it and whatever. Mm. I'm not in that school of opinion. <laughs> I keep my cats inside because I I could never forgive myself if I let them go outside and they got hit by a car or they mm. never came home. Like I just couldn't deal with that agony and anxiety. And you know, it comes down to it. It's better for them to be inside. If you need to take them outside, there are supervised ways you can do it. You can leash right. train them. Or you can get a catio. She should have gotten a catio. She should have gotten, yes. This whole movie could have been solved or not solved because there were still murders happening. But th- that part could have been resolved if she had just gotten herself a nice little catio. Right. Exactly. No, I completely agree. And um, I don't blame the cats either, only because her- they're cats. <laughs> well, no, but besides that. I'm just saying the apartment in itself was so dark. Like, I felt like she didn't have electric, like, she didn't pay her electric bill. Because every scene when you're in her apartment, it's so dark. She was an odd duck in lots of ways. (laughs) She had these huge wires hanging in her kitchen that drove me insane. Her cabinets looked like she only had cat food and nothing else. It was the grossest cat food I've ever seen. It by looked the way. disgusting. Yeah. Is this what they feed their cats in Canada? Because it's <laughs> nasty. It looks like, you know what it looks like? The canned cranberry sauce. Yes. Well, I eat that. So that's. Oh, ugh. I can. It's not so anymore. Gross. It comes out in this gelatinous log. It's so nasty. Um. Yeah. Never again. Uh. Oh, do you know, thinking about gross stuff and cat food, one time I was uh, dishing out some wet food for my cats and I just kind of lost track of what I was doing. And I noticed there was something on my finger and I <gasps> instinctively just licked it because I was like, oh, I must oh, have food on my finger. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I realized after I did it that it was cat food and I gagged I I'm gonna gagged. throw up <laughs> it was so you're on a roll so far <laughs> sorry <laughs> let's move on from cat food okay but yeah and then we just kind of get like a weird introduction to just like the building and then I always go right to calling Scott Speedman Ben from Felicity I- I'll just ca- I call him Ben and everything he's in so okay well I don't remember what his name was in this movie Spencer Spencer okay and, okay so he's in a wheelchair and I was already like I was suspicious about it right off the bat oh me too I was so suspicious because he was being fucking weird and creepy the whole time and it was like the whole time and, and with like, the fish the, the, the fish. fish like so you have two tanks just so you could take one from one tank and, and feed, it feed to the, the others other. and just the smirk on his face as he did it i was like you are no good sir yeah you have you have psychopathic tendencies and then when the physical therapist whoever whoever that woman is who came yeah and like and his stuff, aide or whatever yeah when she said something about how he had super musculature and like muscle tone for somebody you know in his condition i was like mm, interesting because if he really wasn't using his legs those muscles would atrophy so fast when I broke my toe and I was not walking for several weeks, my calf got so flabby and just kind of like loose because Ew. I wasn't like working those muscles for a while. Right. And that happens so quickly. So, you know, even with somebody coming to like stretch you out all the time, the, if his attendant was noticing how muscular and how well his muscle tone was holding yeah. up, I was suspicious from that alone how does she not catch on to anything that was yeah, very that should odd. have been suspicious to her <laughs> to be like right. wait how are your muscles in such good shape you don't walk ever 
Right. And not only does he walk, he's vaulting over stuff and climbing fire escapes. And hardcore <laughs> boning in alleys. Right. Yeah. Also raping and murdering women. Yes. Spoiler <laughs> um, alert. But um, yeah. And then we, we get introduced to Vince, who's just moving there. And... I liked him a lot. <laughs> I do like him, but I ha- I have things that I have to say. Oh, but, okay. I mean, he was weird, but yeah. Oh, yeah, but not like awful. The minute the owner of the building said there was no elevator, not happening. Not happening. It's like Emily in Paris. It really, it really <laughs> was. And I, you know, his nervous energy made me super anxious the whole time. Yeah, he was pretty nervous seemed a little squirrely very squirrely and like he could not pick up on sarcasm very well yeah even though even though spencer's sarcasm to a point i'm like why are you such a dick right but even but vince didn't even identify that as dickish behavior he just was reacting to it as though they were old buddies and stuff and i was like "Mm, spencer clearly doesn't like you Yeah. He's looking a little murdery. Looking a little murdery. What also I did not understand was her obsession with the killer and the newspaper and bringing the paper to him every day. Yeah. So I kind of interpreted that as sort of a something, something like we see more so nowadays with people being super interested, you know, like with the Gabby Petito case and every Mm -hmm. stuff like that, where like everyone and their brother is following the developments, looking to see, you know, if they can piece things together on their own. I kind of felt like it was sort of that, like a couch potato detective situation (laughs) where you just sit around reading the articles and, and see if you can put pieces together. Because let me tell you, the police were not doing their fucking jobs in this movie oh no definitely not i actually thought this movie was set in the 90s because nobody ever mentioned dna not one time and i thought that was incredibly odd in sexual assault related murders oh yeah especially given the whole semen thing that we'll talk about later oh (laughs) so the fact that nobody's taking any samples no one's talking about fingerprints no one's talking about any sort of clues whatsoever they have nothing they literally have nothing yeah Their line of questioning is just super weird. Everybody in this movie is weird. Yes. Dynamic together and apart is the same because they're just the most awkward people ever. I also go of all the places to work a Chinese restaurant in Canada (laughs) because I was just kind of like, you're in Canada. Like New York is very Chinese restaurant. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like Canada, I feel like there could have been something. Maybe that's the vibe. I don't know. But then when I looked at the awning, to it it was like cafe and I'm like what is this place (laughs) what is this place I think wherever like wherever specifically they filmed was perhaps not the most photogenic area of Canada not at all and and maybe that was intentional Mm. but I I think that kind of made this movie have sort of a drab icky feeling to it yeah and they purposely like did the timeline of it being October to February so they made sure it was like the winter months yeah, snowy, um, cold. Even the music after a while. I was like, this is... Even after a second watch, because I watched twice, but I felt... Rewatching it, I felt like it was kind of given away well, right off the bat. I wasn't surprised at all when we realized that Spencer could walk. And then as soon as that happened, 
I was like, well, he's obviously the murderer. <laughs> right. And it's like, yeah, it seemed to make sense. But the only so when that happened and that was pretty early in the movie, too. So it's almost like they wanted you to be aware of that. And the thing that they then kind of right hooked you with was Louise and her thing, her, her insane murder. psychic <laughs> tendencies. Like, that's why it was like they I don't know if they wanted you to be more surprised at the Spencer of it all or the Louise of it all? Who are we supposed to like? I don't it might know. be too early for this question, but I feel like this is why I have this question. What was the point of this movie? What were they trying to say? Yeah. What are we doing here? <laughs> That's why when it ended and I said, we have to do this movie because I have no idea what I just watched and how it ended and why it ended that way. I don't know that I... Again, because this this movie didn't confuse me, you know, like I followed it. I understood what was going on. I I was able to kind of get invested in it to a certain point. But I just don't understand at the end of it. What were we doing? What was the point? What were we trying to say about people? The movie's called Good Neighbors. So that we like put on a front with neighbors. Did they though? (laughs) Because I felt like Louise and Spencer were very much themselves the whole time and Vince just didn't pick up on the fact that neither of them wanted anything to do with him no he didn't at all I think that might have been the point though that to him they were good neighbors he like there was a wool over his eyes the whole time like he didn't Mm -hmm. pick up on shit so I think in his mind these were good neighbors or the reverse the movie's called good neighbors because of him well then it would be good neighbor yeah well Canada. <laughs> they might have different rules with that i don't know <laughs> well this is actually this was based on a book when i looked up when it was made because again i thought that this was based in the 90s with the way that the detective work was occurring mm-hmm. but obviously the movie came out in 2010 but it was based on a book that was published in 1982, which makes sense in terms of the police investigation. In 1982, they wouldn't have done any sort of DNA or anything right. like that. But given that they were making the movie in 2010, they probably should have a- updated it for that because it was something that was bothering me the whole time. And I actually thought that this was going to come back and bite Vince in the ass because his semen would have been on that crime scene of the the crazy lady. That um, was one of my questions too. What if he's ever going to get caught for that? Yeah, get caught. I if he was, I I wish we would have seen it because that would have been very dramatic. Right. I mean, he was praised at the end. Yeah. And we really don't know the outcome of anything at that point. Well, I mean, one part, but Okay. So, the name of the book is well, it translates as dear neighbor, but See, that makes more sense. So, I don't know. The answer to my question is I just don't fucking no <laughs> well going back to the police and everything her for uh, louise's first question to them was was she raped and mm-hmm. the one officer says she was treated poorly <laughs> <laughs> i'm like um that's a great way to say it i guess that's yeah. such a canadian way to say it like right. she was brutally raped no she was treated poorly if the novel was like originally in French, I could see that being sort of a weird, maybe lost in translation mm, kind of yes. phrase. But yeah. Oh, this was this was another thing. Did you pick up on them constantly talking about an election, but like nothing yes. came of it? Yes. And it was it was something top. I don't, did you look into it at all? I did not. <laughs> 
it was super fucking boring. Again, when I was looking into the book and everything, it it made topical references to some kind of referendum that was occurring, but it's not actually important. I think maybe if you were Canadian, you probably and were alive and of voting age at that time, you, you may have been like, huh, it would be like in, you know, 50 years if they make a movie referencing the 2016 election in right. America. And that might be interesting to us, but maybe nobody else. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny you said the thing about like the book taking place in the, like was written in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Valerie, the bitch neighbor. Yeah. Her apartment looked very 80s. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's why I was so confused. And it just like, it where are like we out what of time? Mm hmm. But it, it definitely felt older. I don't know if it felt 80s to me, but it felt early 2000s or late 90s, that sort of time period. Well, yeah, nowadays, 2010 is eons ago. It does feel that way, doesn't it? But I went back and forth on Valerie because I felt bad for her. She was clearly not well. Mm-hmm. And of course, I, I don't appreciate that she poisoned cats, but... right. She, you know, I didn't think that that request was so unreasonable for Louise to control her cats. Right. And maybe, and this is where I was thinking, is this where Good Neighbors comes in? Because is it an ironic thing? Because if Louise had just been a good neighbor and prevented her cats from digging around in Valerie's stuff, then Valerie wouldn't have poisoned them and et cetera. Right. From there we go. But I thought that of all the things that Valerie complained about, that was probably one of the more valid things. Right, and yeah. Louise could have just been a better cat owner and and just not allowed her cats to, to do that. Yeah, and due to that, she wants to take revenge into her own hands. This shocked me. This was something that, like, yeah, she was weird, a thousand percent. But when it got to this point, I was like, huh. She's sitting in the bathtub, and I assume she's talking to the cat that Vince gave to her. Yeah. And she's like, I need something to rape her with. And she's like, I need someone's sperm. And just how she's talking about it out loud. I was just like, you hear yourself, right? Like what? She flipped that switch so quickly. And that's what was so chilling about it. Because I tried to sort of put myself in her mindset and think about how I would feel if one of my neighbors murdered my cats. Because that would be terrible. Mm hmm. But, I mean, I'd like to think that I'm not capable of murder. Well, not this way, at least. Jesus. Right. Yeah, because this escalated to an entirely different level. But Mm -hmm. even just straight up murder, I don't think I would ever get there. So for her who, you know, someone who seemed maybe a little weird, but otherwise a fairly normal, reasonable, rational human being, all of a sudden she's plotting this murder. And I got to give it to her. She went about it in a pretty intelligent way she did although it didn't really fit the profile of spencer right spencer and that's where i kind of i i questioned a lot of it too because the way she planned it all you'd think she'd done this before yes (laughs) yeah it was just very calm (laughs) yep and she was doing laundry it creeped me out how gullible vince was to her actions towards him when they finally have sex or i shouldn't even say for him it's finally but like when they have sex (laughs) right she stops him at the end and goes i'll take care of this yeah and pulls the condom off herself what does he think she's like right that looks weird 
It does. It it one hundred percent does. Any guy would question that. I need to get this off my chest because I have seen this every single day for a very long time, and it's really pissing me off now. It's totally unrelated to this, except for the fact that there's a condom involved. So when I go for my walks during lunch at work, uh-huh. there's one area, one far corner of the parking lot where there is a neon yellow condom. What tied up like in the parking lot, and it's been there months months through the snow through the rain it's just there and i walk past it every day and i'm like somebody gonna clean this shit up i'm not gonna do it that's a great sales pitch for those condoms man they're indestructible (laughs) i mean i don't think that it would prevent any sperm from escaping it's probably not structurally sound anymore but it is not disintegrating that's for sure right so in the moment those things will work (laughs) yes i don't know what brand it is they don't have little logos on the side (laughs) it should if it was neon yellow man just like nike just do it (laughs) (laughs) so i'm sorry but now that we're talking about like i literally think about this every time i pass it i'm like there's that fucking condom what part of the parking lot i I can't even really describe it to you but it's all the way in the back and it's sort of in the middle of all the buildings Oh, okay. It's like in a random corner. So I guess somebody right. parked their car back there, banged, and then just chucked the condom out the window like some kind of savage. Listen, it is a good parking lot to bang in. It actually, I think about that a lot. I'm like, if I ever want to <laughs> do something sketchy, <laughs> this is probably a pretty good place to come. There's not a lot of surveillance on weekends. Can I tell you, <laughs> I've had guy friends tell me like, oh, your parking lot is a great <laughs> Or like, can I meet you on lunch? I'm like, you're out of your mind. Just start putting this on your dating profile. Like, check right? out the parking lot of my office. <laughs> right? Like, I have a great spot to just do a quickie. I know a place. It's the parking lot of my building. <laughs> oh, I'll pay off the surveillance guy. Who I don't even think does. I don't think that's a security guy I don't guy think they shit. work on weekends. Because Probably when I've not. gone when I've gone to the building on weekends, I don't see anybody around. But... Anyway, we digress. Back to this. Yes. So she takes the condom from him. He's like, okay. And is just cool with this. Literally thinks nothing of it. So she went to go put it in the freezer, which I thought was kind of a weird choice. Because I think if you freeze latex or rubber, like, doesn't it crack? Wouldn't it break? Um, I don't know. Because if it's... Maybe because it's lubricated, it wouldn't? Hmm. We should test this. Oh, God. We should do like a Mythbusters situation. (laughs) Oh, we'll report back in a couple of weeks. Yes, I'm just going to get a condom full of sperm and I'll run my test for you. I know, right? (laughs) Or we just take a condom that's... Oh, that's no fun. Where are you? Well, you could get sperm faster than I can. (laughs) Let me just get my phone. Anyway. (laughs) Let me just call my... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let me just call my <laughs> I can't even do it my sperm dealer my sperm I have him on speed dial oh, oh god lord that was wow. aggression okay so she puts his sperm in her freezer to you know for later it's like a it's a spermsicle yeah yeah oh, <laughs> that could be the cocktail got lots of sperm jokes tonight <laughs> Uh, so the plan is to make Valerie's murder look like the rape and murders that Spencer has been committing. But this is just not how Spencer commits his murders. So I don't know why the cops are so quick to connect it to those. Right. 
it just and that they wouldn't look any further into it yeah and can i just say she uses a vibrator dude and she pulls it out of the closet out of a box bitch why aren't you using this thing you need to because you are totally high strong looney tunes like i yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes maybe if she masturbated more she wouldn't be so murdery listen could i tell you if i didn't i'd be way more murdery i would be so murdery <laughs> so murdery yeah so she gets the she takes out the the vibrator she has that she goes to the store to buy just a razor blade and then realizes <laughs> that looks weird and takes a pen i mean does it though at that point it looks weird that you're adding a pen to the right exactly you know yeah why wouldn't why couldn't you just buy a regular razor blade? No. Right. Whatever. Since she goes, she ends up sneaking up on Valerie, knocks her out, starts choking her, but doesn't do the job that way. Oh, it's so hard to suffocate somebody. It's so hard. It takes forever. She then... Oh, God. Valerie starts crawling, and she's like, oh, I gotta take extreme measures here. You're still alive. She gets on her back, pulls up her head slices her neck now we've seen this in horror movies we've seen this in so much shit the amount of blood that they had splatter out of this woman's neck it looked like a sprinkler yeah it was a lot i mean we've done horror movies we've done you know valentine we've seen a neck be slashed it just pours down it doesn't Mm -hmm. spew out like that like it was just so unnecessary and her reaction was like oh gross and it's like i I know well, it was at this point in the movie I was starting to wonder if if it was supposed to be sort of a dark comedy situation. Right. Because it started when she was planning this murder because she was going about it so nonchalantly that I was like, am I supposed to be laughing now? Because this is yeah. kind of funny. And then when she said that about like, oh, I don't know how people do this. This is disgusting. That almost made me laugh too. And I'm like, should I be laughing? Are we supposed to laugh? Or is this all just really fucking creepy? I still don't know. And then she goes about, you know. This, uh, I was very upset by this. This was worse than the blood. It was worse than the murder. Right. It was worse. It's one thing to murder somebody, but it's another thing to violate a dead body with a vibrator. It just didn't. Oh, it did not sit well with me. No, the sounds too. Oh, God, no. And this is another moment where I felt really self-conscious about my picture window and anybody looking in watching Mm -hmm. me watch this movie was probably like, "Uh, should we call the cops on this girl? (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Disturbing. Yeah. So she finishes up with that. She leaves. Oh, we, we, we have to. We should have said that she dips the vibrator in vince's all oh, right defrosted mm. semen at this point and that's why she does the uh post-mortem rape right so now back to the condom thing <laughs> she had to heat it up in order for it to defrost correct or did well, she just defrost i think it? she i think it was like you know she when you plan to make chicken for dinner you take it out in the morning you leave it on the counter and you you wait for it to defrost <laughs> before you can baste Boom. <laughs> Ew, yeah, that is what she... It's like reverse basting, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it was a very uncomfortable scenario altogether. Yes. The best part about this is that when she's leaving the scene of this crime, right? This is when she runs into... Spencer. Spencer coming back from committing his latest crime. Was he coming back from or was he just leaving? Oh, going going out to... Oh, yeah, he was just leaving. Because I honestly thought that they... We're going to bump into each other going to the same place because I thought that he liked Louise enough 
that when he heard what happened to her cats, he might have thought to himself, hmm, you know what? That wasn't cool. I murder people. Right, right. I'll just go do this for Louise because she's my friend. And I kind of thought they were going to cross paths in that way. But mm-hmm. uh, he was going off to just do somebody totally innocent. Right. And <laughs> this was another moment where I was like, should I be laughing right now? Because the way that they look at each other and are like, wait, you are and you. But uh, <laughs> right. I have to backtrack, though, quickly, because this exchange was so weird to me. So it's one of the times that Louise goes to Spencer's apartment with a newspaper mm-hmm. and he questions her about the girl that she works with that got murdered. Clearly, he did it. But right. He said, you didn't he, tell me. That you why didn't her. you a- like, why didn't you tell me it was the girl from work? you know? And she's like, she asked how he knew about it. And like, I just felt that exchange was a little weird. Then now giving them running into each other. Did she already know he couldn't walk? He could walk because she seemed very like, oh, this Her is reactions normal. were very subdued. Mm-hmm. You know, you you would think that if you just realized that your neighbor was not only lying to you about his ability to walk, but is also probably linked to the rapes and murders going on in your city you might be a little bit more terrified to be around him and then one of the next things she does is then like go to him to have a conversation and is and, and seems to be totally comfortable being alone in the apartment a yeah. with him which i would not be correct back to like the beginning though i kind of wanted to was like how has he not wanted to kill her yet right yeah nobody's off limits special. right right although they do seem to keep hinting that there's like something there you know everybody right or they're just in cahoots with being fucking weird because like it's like she was bringing the papers for him to see if his murders were being covered or talked about like i feel like there was some you know they were just in cahoots somehow i don't know i started to think that i don't know i feel like if she knew they had never discussed it openly and it was just sort of like a a feeling that she might have had right like a don't ask don't tell thing right and also maybe she did know and maybe she was willing to help vince turn him over to the police because she realized that if he gets caught then nobody would really look into valerie's murder more so it kind of served her to have spencer be caught because then they would close that case and say, okay, well, it was this guy. Right. But then why use the sperm at all? Well, to, to make it look like it, it was linked to the other crimes. Right. But again, going back to your whole thing about not using DNA to find well, out. You're right, Don. I mean, they clearly weren't looking for DNA because nobody mentions it ever, even though. Right. So, I mean, clearly that's two different people's sperm. Right. Here. If they looked at it, but maybe there were there were enough similarities and, you know, he lives in the same building. They had no other suspects and it was just easy. Again, this is shitty, shitty police work. And that's kind of the worst part of this whole movie to me. It's just <laughs> these guys were idiots. Between that, they're horrible at being questioned. The way they respond to half of these questions, and they all sound guilty. They all sound guilty. Like, I'm listening to them answer, and I'm like, you all seem sketch. Like, I wouldn't trust <laughs> right. any you of you. You are not diverting suspicion at all. I think it was interesting. I guess we're used to kind of seeing these types of movies that are told through sort of like half from the perspective of the people involved and then half from the investigation perspective. You know, if you Mm -hmm. think about Killer Sofa, we saw 
Francesca and what was going on with her. But we also saw a lot of Inspector Gravy and Inspector Grape investigating the crime. So you kind of felt like they were on top of it. Yes. And the cops in this movie, we did see them questioning people, but they just didn't seem super proactive. And we really don't get that law and order vibe, I guess, from from the situation. Yeah, no. We don't get a lot of details about the other crimes. We actually don't even know if Spencer was leaving semen in the other victims. They know right. that they were raped, but we don't know that he was he could have been using condoms, in which case a Louise leaving semen behind would have been weird. Yeah. So like that, we just that don't was know. my thing. I'm like, why did you have to use semen at all? <laughs> Make like it look you, real, I guess. <laughs> well no, but I mean she's still physically assault like she raped her yeah but do you think these cops would have even looked at that that's you know (laughs) they probably wouldn't have even checked for rape they would have been like "Mm, whatever this looks like a dead lady the end it's probably the guy downstairs in the wheelchair yeah they didn't even see like and again we're all always led to believe that like canada is just so nice and friendly and all that so you would think with crimes like this happening they'd be a little more concerned back yeah well, and it seemed like Louise was at the beginning of the movie, but also we just we don't have a lot of population outside of the building and where Louise works. So I feel like we don't get the sense that this is a town or a city gripped by fear because these are the only people we're seeing talking about these crimes. And right. they're not even really talking about them with a whole lot of concern. So there's really a lack of urgency about yes. it. And part of that, I think, was also that they came out pretty early to show us that Spencer was not what he seemed. And so there was no suspense in terms of who the murderer was because we knew. And then Louise doing her murder was shocking, but also so calm and quick and just over that there was really not a lot of suspense or tension involved there either. I guess I didn't feel super invested. No, I I agree. And this is where I get, this is where I'm the most confused, right? Mm -hmm. She's working both plans, correct? She's working Vince's plan and she's working Spencer's plan. Mm -hmm. But in the end, it's like she's using, she's using Vince's plan against Spencer though, because they end up catching Spencer. Right. Yeah. She she ends up going with Vince's plan. Right. And then basically they have a scuffle on the fire escape. Right. And as it's happening, she's, you know, about to feed the cat. And uh, Spencer goes, want to know what kind of girl she really is, but then goes over. Right. And splat on the sidewalk. He did. I want to know what kind of girl she is. Like, I wanted <laughs> to know that part. That would have been interesting. Well, I think we do know she's the kind of girl who would totally stone-faced kill and rape an old lady. Right. Not old. She wasn't that old, but middle-aged lady. Yeah. And it was, and again, like the cop says to Vince, like, you did the right thing. But then it's like, okay, that's it. Nothing else comes of this story. And then like Louise is just in the kitchen, just fucking smiling at herself. And it's like, what did you accomplish here? Because in my eyes, I thought she wanted to do away with both of them. With both of who? Spencer and Vince. Oh, well, I think it makes more sense for her to keep Vince around because he seems to be very smitten with her and would probably that therefore turn a blind eye to some yeah. of her weirder tendencies. Spencer knew too much. So I think that's why he needed to go. Yeah. But 
although I don't think she necessarily wanted him to die. That sort of happened by accident. Right. But this goes back to my question. Like, what was the point of this movie? Like, what did we learn? What what right. happened? How did we get to this place? And does it matter? And maybe are we just supposed to feel unsettled that she never gets caught for what she did? And, and would she kill again? You know, how much provocation right. does it take? I understand having your cats murdered can drive you into that sort of a murderous rage. But what if somebody cuts her off in traffic? Is she going to kill that person? Too? Right. Exactly. So, because now now it's just sort of an open question of right like was it a one and done deal right yeah if you're capable of doing something like this once i would think that you would be capable of doing it again so i fear for vince i think he um he's in trouble (laughs) yeah i think he'll he'll be next why did he lie and tell the cops that or tell anybody that louise was his fiance i don't i did not understand that was a weird weird thing to do and I don't fully understand why it was even a thing. Yeah, I mean, he started that pretty early on, too. Yeah, because he told his brother when his brother mm-hmm. came to visit. And that was, and he had literally just met Louise like a few days ago. <laughs> so what are you doing? Why would that lie just come to you? And we yeah. don't even get anything from his brother about like, oh, you've always been so shitty at relationships. I'm so glad you found, you know, something that would indicate why he might be inclined to lie about this because everything else we kind of know about him yeah he's a little bit of a kooky weirdo but he's this is a weird lie to tell and especially to tell to the cops because yeah it would be super easy to catch him in that lie which then makes him look super suspicious so that's what i'm saying when all three of them were interviewed it was like you guys all are weird well, she would have been fine if they didn't talk to Vince first, who then fucking lied right, for no right. apparent reason. Like, he had no reason to lie, except I guess he thought that he needed to protect Louise for some reason. Mm. Even though he didn't know what she had done, he automatically said he was with her, which would have protected her had she known the same story. But yeah. he's sort of a bumbling idiot in that aspect. Yeah, I mean, that is really it. And I, like I said, I think that's why I was so confused at the end and needed to talk about it because... I had the same reaction you did. Like, what was the purpose? Like, what were we supposed to get out of this at the end? Yeah. And it's funny when I was like going through movies and making the list, it came up under like, I'm trying to think of the one that either I watched something and it was like, you know, movies like this. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, huh. Read the synopsis. Like, this should be good. You know, (laughs) you know, it vaguely reminded me of and very vaguely because the show is funny. But only murders in the building that just came out last year. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it yet, but just from the very, very vague concept of it, right? If this had been a comedy, then it probably would have been closer <laughs> to that to that movie. Because <laughs> the cat died in that show too, and that was still oh. a comedy. Why I, does everybody uh, have to kill the cat? I don't know. Guys, man. leave the cats alone. I'm assuming you didn't watch that documentary. Don't fuck with cats. No, somebody told me not to. Someone specifically came to me and said, "Don't watch this documentary." Yeah, I so I said, "No, I will not." But yeah, so I did feel like Emily Hampshire's acting, like she could play this role, whether comedy or drama. Yes, like she kind of I... stays the same across the board. 
Yeah, I she had Stevie vibes from Schitt's Creek. Yeah, because it was that same sort of deadpan, dry not humor, too, not too yeah. bubbly, not too you know too much personality. But I think it wasn't as successful in this movie because it didn't go too far in either direction of being serious or comedic. Right. So it did just feel kind of flat for her. I definitely prefer her style in Schitt's Creek, and that's not just because she didn't kill any people in that show. Right, right. I just want to see if there's any cool, interesting facts. There is no trivia for this movie. So that answers your question right there. Nobody (laughs) cares. Nobody cares. I thought there would have been at least one thing that was like, oh, you know. Well, I have to say, I probably would not recommend that people watch this movie. No. It was kind of a wild ride, but I don't think I have shaken that feeling of skeevy uncomfortableness from that scene of the of Valerie's murder I I found that whole thing very very disturbing yeah and like unnecessary yes even to see the The extreme she went yes the extreme she went to I think were just a little too much yeah I totally agree she was definitely going over the top with that but even to make us watch it I think was probably even worse if they had kind of implied what she was gonna do and then just insinuated that that's what was happening i could have stomached that better right. but the fact that we had to watch it no no thank like you like an american psycho he takes an axe to the guy's head but you mm-hmm. just see him doing the motions you don't see the actual axe in the head so right. it's like you're getting the idea obviously but yeah you don't need to see it yeah i don't i don't know <laughs> even if they had done that sort of view for this i i just think having like knowing what was happening and the fact that it was that she was already dead too i think that really bothers me i don't know that it would have been better had she been alive but right. it just it's uh yeah i actually i got into a kick of watching like the texas chainsaw massacre movies of course <laughs> that's very on brand for you <laughs> why thank you I take that as a compliment. <laughs> but the new one wasn't a fan. I didn't understand the uh, the story mm-hmm. at all. But there was one scene where a girl is like under the bed hiding. And Leatherface comes, knocks another guy out on the floor, and then takes a sledgehammer to his head, but shows every single whack. Ugh. And I'm like, oh my god, like, uh are you done? Like, <laughs> there's, a, there's a level that I could watch. And when you're actually showing a skull being crushed in, yeah, I can't do it. I can't well, do that it. That reminds me of the brain matter in Killer Sofa. Oh. When she vacuums up the brain matter. Because I, I didn't really like watching that either. No, that was disgusting. That was disgusting. It was so chunky. <laughs> so. <laughs> it was so chunky. Nobody wants their brain matter chunky. It just it should all stay in my head for right. Yeah, no, exactly. (laughs) It shouldn't ever come out of my head. I also love how all roads lead back to killers. (laughs) (laughs) Our Lord and Savior, Bernie Rowe. Yes. Yeah, I will not stop talking about that movie. It's just it was so wonderful. If you haven't listened to our episode, please go. Oh, please! It is have not already. It's so worth. It's so worth your time. Not to toot our own horns, but it yeah, was Yeah, and actually, great. you don't even have to listen to our episode if you don't want to, but go watch the movie. Yes, definitely watch the movie. You have to. because You will thank it, us for that. It's fantastic. And next week, we have another fantastic oh. one for you. Oh, I, I cannot wait to purge this from my system. Another one that uh, good old Dawn chose. 
to watch. <laughs> I actually feel like the universe chose this movie for us. It had to because next week we will be we'll be discussing Uncle Gems. Uncut Gems. Oh, that was a good one. I nailed oh, that. Oh, that was a nice I've one. I've been practicing. Yes. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> but yeah, I cannot wait to talk about with you tomorrow night because we're yes. doing back-to-back recordings. Double header. Double header. And we're going to have a cocktail. So I'm excited yes, about I that too. I got SIG cocktail in the works. It's going to be good times. And uh, like I said, I really need to purge this movie from my system because I can't stop being angry about it. So I will I will rage. <laughs> we will rage together. I will rage and I will feel so much better when it's over. Oh my God. But yeah, so that's what you have to look forward to. Yes, and don't forget, you could follow us on basically everything. Links are in our show notes. Yep, links are in the show notes. Links are on the Instagram, the Twitter. Take a listen to us on Good Pods. It really is a great platform that's been showing us really nice numbers. So I have to give props where props are due. We're so close to that thousand download mark. Get us there. I think we're eight away. I think we're eight away. That was the last time I checked. Let me check now. I'm going to live update. Oh, God. Uh, No, we were eight away. We're still eight away. We're still eight away. So help us out, peeps. Yes. Pick any one of our wonderful episodes to listen to. They're all fantastic. Yes, they are. Can't go wrong. And we will catch you next time. Bye. (laughs) One day I will not do that. Not today, though. (laughs) 